This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, alternative media for discerning minds. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members for your loyalty and support. Tonight's special guest is Dr. Angela Thompson-Smith, and our focus will be remote viewing. We will discuss the modality as well as some of the most important targets she has remote viewed. We will also discuss out-of-body experience, astral projection, and other abilities that are innate to humans but are dormant due to the social programming around us. Angela Thompson-Smith will be with us shortly. To listen to tonight's full show and the new material on Veritas TV, become a member you'll receive instant access to all our material. And remember, Veritas survives on your voluntary subscriptions only. No sponsorship equals no censorship. Think about the next time you spend $7.95. Do you really receive any value? That is what you pay per month as a Veritas member, and you receive 
all our past shows, over 100 of them, all in CD audio quality, Veritas TV, and our very unique Manticore Forum, where you can interact with enlightened people around the world to discuss everything that matters. Just go to the subscribe link of our website, VeritasShow.com, and take Veritas with you. You can also download our latest show by iTunes. And remember, during these times of uncertainty, the uncensored truth is priceless. Why wait any longer? Subscribe today. You can also purchase our futuristic 8GB metal-cased USB drive with Seasons 1 or 2 in case you are missing hard drive space or you have a slow internet connection. They include bonus material, so go to the Veritas store for more information. And don't forget, get your MMS right from us. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Listen to Jim Humble's interview. Go to the past show's link of our website for more information. And if you need to get in touch with me, click on the contact button of our website and also join me on Facebook. And now, get ready for a journey into remote viewing, consciousness, out-of-body experience, astral projection, and a discussion of the most important targets remote viewed, including the future. Remote viewing has been proven scientific and replicated multiple times in controlled environments. What you're about to hear is not a product of a science fiction movie. It is fact. If you want to believe, stop this audio now. If you want to know, don't go anywhere. Dr. Angela Thompson-Smith is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. This is Richard Dolan, and you are listening to The Veritas Show. Dr. Angela Thompson-Smith is a former registered nurse and a social worker. She holds a bachelor's degree in psychology from the University of Wales in Cardiff and master's degree at the Faculty of Medicine of Manchester University in England and a PhD in psychology from Saybrook Graduate School in San Francisco, California. She also brings a wealth of research and management experience, and she has dedicated to her study of consciousness. Dr. Smith took the Monroe Institute's Gateway Program in 1997, followed by extensive training in remote viewing modalities under former guests Paul Smith and Lynn Buchanan, as well as Dr. Wayne Carr. Dr. Smith is also an author, having published Remote Perceptions and Diary of an Abduction. She also offers remote viewing courses and works as a life coach and shamanic practitioner in Boulder City, Nevada. And directly from Boulder City, Nevada, I would like to introduce for the first time on Veritas, Dr. Angela Thompson-Smith. Hello and welcome. How are you? 
Hi, Mel. I'm fine. It's my pleasure having you on. May I call you Angela? You may. <laughs> Th- thank you. I'm very excited to have you on, Angela. A few weeks ago, I had the pleasure of meeting you in person at the International UFO Congress in, in Arizona. And we discussed right. so much over dinner. I hope you can really <laughs> share a lot of what we discussed with our audience. But first, in your long bio, you describe your life as taking place in three parts, the physical, the mind, and the spirit. Also, give us some background of yourself and how you became interested in remote viewing and all the other modalities you focus on. Wow, it's a long story. <laughs> um, I've always been interested in things of the mind. I had out-of-body experiences from a young ch- being a young child and uh, explored these in my 20s and uh, that's partly what I've written about in Remote Perceptions, trying to validate some of my experiences because I didn't know how real they were. I knew that I was having the experiences, being able to see things at a distance, but I didn't know how real the experiences were. So I did some personal research, followed up some of my um, experiences and uh, got feedback and found that I could indeed see some things at a distance. It wasn't until about, um, I think it was around 1990, that um, I met some of the remote viewing folk and um, decided that uh, this is something I'd like to pursue. So uh, at that time, I had been working at the Pear Lab at Princeton University. They were studying remote perceptions and uh, decided, uh, meeting the remote viewing folks, that I'd like to be trained in the uh, modalities. Isn't that in Princeton, where the Pearl Lab eggs, if I'm not mistaken, are located at. You know what they are? Right. Yeah, Roger Nelson's research. In fact, uh, the lab itself is now closed down. They've become um, a commercial venture, but Roger is still uh, pursuing his uh, very important research into human consciousness, and he has uh, little random number generators, devices around the world. Right that um, can be disturbed or perturbed by major events that are happening in the world. And when all that data is put together, it gives some very interesting results. How, see, a lot of the people who listen, of course, we're skeptics here with an open mind. And we just try to find logic, for example, in, in the, the, uh, the, the, the eggs you're referring to. Can you explain how it works? Any random system is open to be disturbed, um, either from physical events um, or, you know, say, for an example, if you have a, a seismograph and then you have an earthquake, you will have a disturbance of the seismograph. Eggs are a little bit like consciousness seismographs. Um, Rogers put a lot of research into this and uh, over, wow, tw- more than 20 years and validated this effect that when some big event happens in the world, somehow, and that's still the theory of it is still undecided, it seems to disturb the output of these small devices, random number generators. It's just, uh, it's one of those things. It reminds me of the web bot as well. I don't know if you've ever heard what the web mm-hmm. bot is, but uh, it, it, it taps into the collective unconscious and this right. is going to be a good segue for for the remote viewing part which is going to be the, the, the meat of 
today's show because a lot of people have been asking me, when are you going to do a show on remote viewing? And I think uh, <laughs> you are very qualified to talk about this. First, for those who have never heard the term remote viewing, let's start with the the what, the where, when, and, and who of remote viewing. Just give, if you can, a brief history of remote viewing. Uh, remote viewing began 30-odd years ago, um, first of all, with um, an artist, a writer named Ingo Swan, uh, living in New York. He had gone to participate in some experiments at the American Society for Psychical Research, the ASPR in New York, which is still there. And um, it was found that uh, he could send his mind to a location and very accurately describe what was happening at that location. He and some of the researchers there came up with the term remote viewing on a very informal basis. Uh, eventually, Ingo Swan went to carry out research and to participate in research at the Stanford Research Institute at Palo Alto, California. And... Um, the title was then adopted formally for that research. And in, uh, I believe it was 97, a paper was published in the IEEE, an engineering publication, peer-reviewed. And uh, for the first time, that title was used, uh, remote viewing. And it was used as a non emotive and non-emotional term. Um, they wanted to get away from the terms clairvoyance, telepathy, clairaudience, uh, to use a neutral term. And remote viewing seemed to sum up what it was that the viewers were doing. Over breakfast this morning, my wife asked me, with in the in the origins of remote viewing, and I know we're going to talk about the three-letter agencies, the army, and so on. Mm -hmm. How is someone tapped or identified as a prospective remote viewer? I don't know if people are tapped as such. Uh, people seem to be, in my opinion, self-selected. They will go take training or they'll participate in some um, experiments, etc. For example, way back, I went and participated at a lab in uh, another lab in Princeton, which is no longer there, called the Psychophysical Research Lab which is, was PRL, and they were studying something called the Gansfeld, which was a form of telepathy under shielding. And um, I participated there and then went on to work at the Pear Lab. I volunteered there first to the, the Princeton Engineering Anomalies Research Lab and um, then was hired to work there. So in a way, I was self-selected <laughs> to do this work. And I think that happens to a lot of people that they will go and participate or they will become interested. Um, I don't think there is a program as such. I don't know of a program that taps uh, into talent. There may be. I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess I'm referring to when this all started for, for the longest time. And I believe somebody broke the story, if I'm not mistaken. It was about 1989. And the government was refusing to admit that this was a modality that they were using. Mm -hmm. uh, I was referring mostly of the people in the, and this leads me to the next question. What do the three-letter agencies have to do with remote viewing, if any? Well, it was one of the three-letter agencies, the CIA, that first began 
research at SRI with Ingo Swan and other psychics. There was an ongoing program at SRI headed by um, um, the name eludes me right now. There was a, there was a group of them that were doing research, and. Um, Ingo Swan went out to train with them, so very definitely uh, the CIA. And I've written in my one of my books about the fact that Navy, Army, Air Force, all of the services and many of the three-letter agencies have been very interested in psychic abilities and other factors for decades, decades and decades. So there's been a lot of research ongoing. There was a a researcher named White who uh, did a lot of research into this and she dug up a lot of uh, research and papers to the fact that, um, you know, our government is very interested in these uh, abilities. Well, of course, just imagining what uh, kind of information, especially during times of war, you can obtain so much information this way. One of our listeners asked me a question, and I, I asked her if she could provide a link. But then, once again, my wife has hardly talks about these subjects, but she was very curious about this. But she said, is, is being a psychic the same as being a remote viewer? And this listener said, is there a comparison or, or is there a relationship between channeling and remote viewing? There's a little bit of confusion out there. I'll answer those two separately. Um, you can be a psychic and a remote viewer, but a remote viewer is not necessarily a psychic. Um, the term psychic has very negative connotations, uh, storefront psychic. Yes. And uh, remote viewers prefer not to be called psychics. There is an underlying psychic ability and intuitive ability that's used in remote viewing, but Remote viewers are not necessarily psychics as such. They're not working as psychics. So you have to differentiate between the term psychic and psychics. <laughs> Can and any, to, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, as to channeling, um, again, if you're, you know, remote viewers are not necessarily channelers. Some remote viewers may also be channelers apart from what they do with remote viewing but it's not necessarily channeling as such can anyone be a remote viewer or do you have to have certain attributes in order to be one it depends on several things i think anybody can be a remote viewer but it's like math or musical ability some people mm -hmm. have a little ability some people have a, a larger ability some people can sing folk songs other people can sing at Carnegie Hall so remote viewing is on a similar continuum and uh, but training and practice like with any skill can improve the ability and now going back to the government and the three-letter agencies is covert research on remote viewing still in place or is the proverbial cat out of the bag? The research that's done with that was being taken that took place at Fort Meade definitely is out of the bag written about Paul Smith's written a very definitive history of it um, I believe that there still is remote viewing going on um, within the services um, only from inklings that I've heard <laughs> nothing uh, definite uh, Lynn Buchanan who 
was in the military unit, in the Fort Meade unit, uh, says that every country has a, a remote viewing program, a government remote viewing program. Now, I don't know. I know that India is very interested in remote viewing. China is very interested. Uh, a lot of countries are very interested in remote viewing. But uh, I think it would... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.